1: This week, a story that Joel Kim Booster first shared on the podcast in December of 2016. Here's Joel now with a story we call Anonymous Leaks. Thank you guys
2: so much. Hello. Hi. I um, love public sex. I do. I love to fuck in public. That's just something you should know about me. That's going to be a theme throughout tonight's story. Um, now, before I continue, though, I do just want to address the straight men in the room because whenever I talk about the experience of being gay, particularly like the sexual experience of being gay, I hear from my straight male friends consistently, like, oh, Joel, I wish I could be gay like you gay men are so lucky because you just fuck all the time. You know, just non-stop fucking. If I were gay, I would be having as much sex as you. And it's like, no, you wouldn't because you'd still look like that. You know? Um, and, then, and like, let me just be very clear from the onset that like, it is not that gay people are having more sex than you. It's just attractive people across the board are having a lot of sex <laughs> on either side of the aisle. It is not easier for me. One thing that I will allow, though, and I will tell you straight up, is that gay people in general may not be having more sex than you. We are certainly having sex in, like, more interesting places. Thank you, you know? It's not a a vertical thing. It's a horizontal difference, you know? Um, And public places is one of the places I feel like we have sort of owned as, like, a sexual home. Like, a lot of you are just having sex at home, which seems very boring to me, but... um, (laughs) Here we are. Uh, Cruising is not by any means like a new phenomenon. Cruising has probably been around as long as gay men have. You know, my gay ancestors um, created cruising, not for fun, but out of necessity, you know, because it was, for a very long time, like, illegal to be gay, so you just had to, you know, spot someone from across the park and do what people do, you know? Um, But now, like any good hipster millennial, I've sort of just loved vintage things, and (laughs) I want to bring it back, you know? Like... (laughs) Some people in Brooklyn like to churn their own butter or spin their own yarn. I like to meet a man at IKEA and fuck him in the handicap stall. You know, like that. That is just like my artisanal <laughs> entry into you know this throwback that we've all found ourselves here in 2016. Um, and it's sad to me, you know, because I feel like cruising, like public cruising, is sort of a dying art. I mean, it's sad on one hand because it's, like, so fun, and it's, like, good, I guess, on the other hand because it just means that we're coming forward. You know, we have all these apps now that where we can find each other and have, like, dirty, dirty animal sex, and that's great, um, I guess, like, technological advances. And we've even created, like actual public spaces that were supposed to have sex. Like, gay bathhouses are a thing that I visit in almost every city that I go to nowadays. And, like, for those of you who aren't aware, a gay bathhouse is sort of, like, a combo of a spa slash gym slash haunted house, you know? Like, it's just (laughs) a lot going on in those spaces you know like it does have like all the accoutrements of a spa it has a small gym which pro tip to everybody who travels for work a lot the gyms there are so much better than the hotel gym go work out you know it's like eight bucks for a locker why not And then, of course, there's, like, a maze area with glory holes everywhere and little, like, cubby holes where there are TVs playing porn for you to jerk off. I mean, the last one that I went to wasn't even playing porn. It was playing an episode of Chopped, and I had the lovely experience of just standing with two other naked men watching an episode of Chopped talking shit about Bobby Flay and not doing a single sexual thing you know like these spaces are like they're sexual spaces but they're so nice too they're like almost therapeutic and I highly recommend you visit them if you're in another city but the thing about those spaces is that it's sort of removed all of the dimensions of like danger and possible embarrassment from you know public sex which is like half the fun <laughs> you know like without the danger there I mean it just seems a little bit more boring and you lose the factor of one of my favorite parts about having sex in places where I'm not supposed to is disrupting a straight space, you know? Like, it is, like, sort of... I mean, listen, I get it. I'm not exactly, like, throwing the first brick every time I blow some guy in a steam room, but, you know, like... (laughs) In 2016, you know, there's not a lot of radical things you can still do to disrupt, like, heteronormativity, and I find, you know public sex to be one of those small little things that is maybe more for me (laughs) less for the community as a whole but um, you know sometimes I donate to a lot of charities too Uh, you know just so you're all aware I'm not a complete monster Um, so one of my favorite places in my youth to have sex with men in public was the David Barton Gym in Chicago, Illinois (laughs) I have a woo, were you a member? Did I maybe see you there? I don't know. Um, It was just as dark there. Uh, Now, the David Barton Gyms, for those of you who live in a city without one, or maybe have never. Had the pleasure of going into one. They're like a very high end gym, like very sleek, very like gray, dark tones. The lighting inside the gym is insane. It makes anybody look insanely hot. Like it's wild. Like, let me be the first to admit that hot is subjective, it is a construct. But in terms of what we understand to be actually hot, like the David Barton lighting will make you look that way. So just step into one. And it is like for rich people. I should point that out. only reason I was allowed in the David Barton gym is because I had a corporate membership from the time I was working at Groupon, um, which I'm sure they're so happy to be connected to this story now. Uh, (laughs) But here they are, I can't help it. But like this place is for rich people in such an obvious way. Like everyone there, lighting or not, like is gorgeous and, and immaculate. And it's like, why are you even at this gym? And you could like see every like troll like me who worked at Groupon and snuck their way in. You know, like even under the lighting, it was very clear who worked at Groupon and who didn't. Because it's like not for us. It's for rich people. And like, half the time, I was like, what am I even paying my small fee for? Like, Where is all this money going? To equipment, to like nicer towels? No, Like on Thursdays, there would be a DJ spinning in the free weights, you know? Like, that's what you were paying $160 a month for to feel bad about yourself, but to hear a Kesha remix at the same time, you know? Very important uh, when you're working out. But my favorite part of the David Barton of course was the steam room any high end gym worth picking up a man at has the steam room Um, and let me tell you I've talked a lot about straight spaces but like straight people gay men own steam rooms okay they're ours no matter where they may be, they could be in a fucking daycare and they're still there for gay men to have sex in, okay? Uh, Because, and I don't know what it is about a steam room. I think it may be just, like, the atmosphere. It's very hot and sweaty and everyone is naked and there's, like, a thin veil of, like, just enough plausible deniability in there, you know? Like, I think it's the plausible deniability of a steam room that makes it so sexy, you know? And I really appreciate it. And the other thing about steam rooms, too, is just... It really is the training ground for gay nonverbal communication. This is like paramount of cruising. In in the gay community, when you're cruising, eye contact is consent, you know? (laughs) Um, You never need to speak a word, it's just a raise of an eyebrow, you know? Or maybe a brush of a shoulder, or the way you conspicuously open your towel in the steam room, you know? (laughs) Any of these three things may seem innocent to you, but to me it means come over here and suck my dick you know um it's an invitation and that's like very important and i remember this specific instance i was in the steam room with two other gentlemen and one of the clearest signs that somebody wants to hook up with you in a steam room is any eye contact at all now i mean there are plenty of you who are like go to gyms probably or otherwise been in locker rooms men we do not make eye contact in there do we No, it's a very uncomfortable thing. We do not want it because we know, even straight men know, if you look at someone too long, you know what it means. And this guy who's sitting sort of, so there were three of us, one on the opposite side of me, one in the middle, and then me. And the guy in the middle was just looking at both of us like a fucking, like he was watching a tennis match, just like... (laughs) back and forth, back and forth, lingering eye contact here, lingering eye contact here. And just like through gay telepathy, we all started to come together onto the middle plane, you know? And that's the the other sort of nonverbal happening there is like we're all sitting on the same fucking uncomfortable tile. It's not like moving closer to the person next to you is going to make you more comfortable. All that does is show, yes, I'm willing to have sex with you here. And that's what was happening here. And we engaged in like a very lovely sort of threesome, the three of us, in the dark in the steam of this steam room. And that's happening and that's normal. And then suddenly the door opens and there's a rush of cold air and in walk a group of straight men. And of course, we scatter like roaches. Um, You know, like... (laughs) back to our original corners because that's what you do you know you're supposed to feel embarrassed you're supposed to feel ashamed of course those straight guys like it's dark and it's steamy but they're not blind you know like they know what's happening but I feel like there is sort of like at some point maybe in the 60s or 70s there was like a treaty signed between gay men and straight men where they're like we'll turn a blind eye you know like uh, we won't care keep like occupying our wives and we won't tell the gym management when we catch you sucking each other off in the steam room you know um That's what we need from you. And that's what we were all sort of on that level. We scattered into our own dark corners again. We let them take sort of center stage in the steam room. And they got to talk, you know, like we were silent, but they got to talk. And I just remember sitting there, like listening to their inane, like Broadway conversation. They were talking about how much sodium is in chicken. Um... (laughs) and how much they missed sodium, um, and how their trainers wouldn't let them ingest sodium. And I'm thinking, like, this is the norm. Like, this is, we are back to the status quo. And then it happened. There was this pause in their conversation, and again, suddenly all of us were silent, just enjoying the steam. And the man who sort of began the hookup to begin with, sort of the captain of our hookup, if you will, in this moment of silence, he took advantage of that and he looked around and he said, The incredible. He said, So, uh, you guys horny? And they, they just like immediately the energy shifted again and they were like oh no like they didn't give a fuck about sodium suddenly they were just like they could barely talk they were just like uh no no of course not and what happened next was amazing BuzzFeed it was um <laughs> the captain he looked at them and he just like completely flipped the script he broke all the rules he was like then you gotta go <laughs> he he bullied these straight men out of the steam room without another word these men just got up and left and as I was like sucking that man off I was like you should be president (laughs) what what power do you have it was amazing it was just like the sheer like shock of the rules being broken I could not believe it I had never been more turned on in my entire goddamn life and so we all like you know finished and did our business and like went about our separate ways but I was still like amazed at what had just happened before my very eyes that man he happened to be changing at a locker right very close to mine I like tapped him on the shoulder as he was getting dressed and I was like that was incredible what you did in there you know um (laughs) And he gave me this look and it was like, oh, now I've broken the rules. Because like, it's very understood, you don't talk to each other after, even after, what, no matter what you've done or where your bits have been, you know, you do not look at someone in the eye post steam room and have a conversation with them. And suddenly the script was flipped way back and I was like, oh yeah, this is the world I live in. And he was sort of like, you guys remember that like old Coke commercial where the guy, the football player, throws the jersey at the Coke kid, and he catches it and he's like, "Wow, that was me," because he was like, "Yeah, sure thing, kid," And then left the locker room) <laughs> It was like that weird like mix of the private and public moments suddenly like coming together for me. I still remember like almost every detail to this day because I was like yeah that 's the world I want to live in when we 're on top i don 't know that sounds outrageous and insane now that i 'm saying it out loud, but it seems kind of fair in a world that we're living in now where Trump's one of his you know, supposed Supreme Court appointees is William Pryor, who believes that homosexuality and homosexual sex should be illegal. You know? So I hope you've been paying attention to this story because it might be your life in 10 years. You know, um, Wow, I shouldn't have gone on that tangent. I lost you all. Am I in a red state? What's happening? In conclusion, I don't have any deep or powerful lesson for you to take home with you tonight. But I do want you to seek out that man and vote for him in 2020
1: for president, all right? I'm joking, booster. Have a great night. That's all for this week's Classic Risk Singles episode. Now don't miss out on our regular full-length episodes. There's a brand new one every Tuesday, and everything you might want to know about us is at risk-show. Dot com.